Hi, I'm Rahat. Hi, I'm Mahasudo. And you're listening to Tech for Humans. Welcome to a brand new episode of Tech for Humans. My name's Rahat, and we've got two awesome guests with us today. Um, Andy and Drew, can you guys introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah, so I'm Andy Pickle. I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas. I'm a co-founder of Protege and uh, actually a project manager by day <laughs> and developer by night. Uh, I'm Drew. I'm, uh, I guess, the original founder of Protege. Andy jumped on right early, so that's, that's, I consider us kind of equal founders. Um, I'm a, I'm a front-end developer. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about uh, what Protege.dev is and uh, yeah, some of the, the inspiration behind it? Why y'all started it? Um, well, Protege is a uh, it's a job board that's catered towards remote opportunities for junior developers. Um, it was really kind of born out of necessity because at the beginning of all this COVID mess, I lost both of my jobs, and I kept having the hardest time trying to find places I could apply or places that were open to juniors. So um, I'd already had the the domain name for Protege, so I figured I had all this newfound time, so I may as well do something with it. Yeah, and I kind of uh, jumped in when I <laughs> saw a tweet <laughs> that, that Drew posted that he had just lost both of his jobs, uh, and I was like, I I had you know similar ideas in the back of my head, um, nowhere near as well fleshed out, and I was like, oh, I'm I'm jumping on that. Can I help? And <laughs> just just jumped in, um, and I've been in that same situation as well, where I was. Um, junior dev looking for a job. I, I was working at a startup for a while and it, it wound down. Um, and I just, just couldn't really find anything specifically for people of my, you know, skill level, essentially. You know, it sucks that you had to lose your job to like, start this, but, um, you know, I feel like we need a, some level of hardship or a kick in the butt to start something great. Um, you know, what else, what other inspirations or what led you to start this, you know, instead of you, you know, looking for something else or getting a, a temporary job what made you want to do this instead um for, for me i've always i've only gotten as far as i have in the tech industry because i've always had someone that was willing to uh either give me a chance or extend a helping hand so it's always been in the back of my mind that if i ever get if i'm ever in a position to be able to do the same that i want to um and it just it really just kind of like it really just kind of li lined up you know right right time right amount of free time to just kind of go for it. Yeah. And I've, I've been kind of active in the, you know, Twitter communities around like hundred days of code, you know, around learning on like free code camp or, or some of these other places and just seen so many people who are able and like, just like hungry for jobs, but, but companies that are really struggling uh, or basically don't seem to be motivated to hire them. And that was kind of a struggle for me because I'm like, these people can do it and they're they're ready. Um, but I want to kind of give them a resource to be able to, you know, jump in somewhere that's ready for them um, to help them move into the, like, you know, a better place in their career. And there's uh, there's probably a a whole, you know, like slew of people that consider themselves junior developers that are probably far more advanced than I am and could, could probably build this thing 20 times better than I ever could. Um, but because we have this title of junior developers or, you know, we don't have the three to whatever years experience yet. Companies just aren't willing to hire people. And I, I understand it to an extent. In some cases, they may just need someone they can drop in that they can, that can get to work and pick up the ball where the last person dropped it. 
Um, but I, I also think there's a, there's a lot of companies out there with, with the resources that it would take to invest in some of these, you know, extremely talented, extremely driven people and give them their opportunity to really shine. And we really just want to, what we want to find, we want to find the people on both ends of that and have a place where they can find each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. You know, I really like the way you mentioned earlier, how you are where you are in your tech world because people, you know, reached out and helped out. And I, it's great that you're paying it forward uh, for people like a juniors. Like we're all junior devs here and Raha can attest to it. It wasn't really easy to find a job, especially straight out of yeah. bootcamp. Um, I know Rahat went to maybe a hundred meetups just trying to like <laughs> every weekend. He's like, okay, I'm going to this meetup. Can you come with me? You know, just to connect, um, you know, busted our ass just to get his, you know, current job and my current job. And this is wonderful. Um, and you mentioned about your skill level and honestly, I don't think that even matters. Like the website is nice. It's clean, right? It's, it's, I feel like it's not what you know. It's like, can you actually use those skills? And I feel mm. like you show that off on your website. Yeah, and before before Andy came on, it it actually was going to just be kind of like a portfolio filler project. I, I, it was I was still going to build the same thing, but I wasn't really going to try to to push it or make it a thing. I was just I was just going to build it and then put it on my portfolio of, just to show that I do know how to use React and some of these different technologies. And then Andy came on board, and like he, I looked at the timeline the other day. I think. It was on like a like a Thursday. He was like, "Hey, I want to help." And then on like Saturday, he was already shipping code. And then (laughs) (laughs) once he came on board, and like how how like excited and ambitious and tenacious he was with the progress he was making, I was like, "All right, if this dude's going full send, I'm I'm right there with him." So you mentioned um, Andy that you're you're like a project manager. Are you kind of like project managing this too, or how does like kind of like the division of labor kind of work between you two? Um, I mean, I kind of, I've been trying to not over project manage it just because I do that all the time, you know, uh, you know, I've been trying to be a little bit more, you know, I, I can bring detail oriented stuff to this, but, uh, truthfully, I'm kind of in a similar situation as drew where I'm trying to build my portfolio because project management is just not a huge passion of mine. Um, I don't really get a lot of, uh, joy out of like telling people what to do as much as like actually putting my fingerprints on things and like doing things myself. Um, and so, and I mean, I think there's a time and a place for that, um, as well, but you know, I probably don't over project manage if anything, (laughs) probably underdo it compared to my, (laughs) my day, my day job. (laughs) Uh, There's a fair amount of, we make it up as we go as well. Um, like if there's, if it's in a, if it's an idea he comes up with and it's like what it's actually getting implemented into the project, then, you know, I'll, he, he can he can have his reign over that. If there there's been a couple things that were my idea that I kind of like managed through the process, and then there's there's a few things that are in the works now that were kind of my idea, but kind of need a larger project management like scoping touch to it. That hmm. at some point we need to sit down and actually scope out. Yeah. But that that that's going to be more of a collaborative effort. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We, we we make up a lot of it as we go. Yeah. With two people, it's not too terribly hard to just, you know, tag team all of those items. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You mentioned React. Uh, You know, what other tools and technology are you using for your website? How are you managing it to collaborate between two of you? Um, So right now, the stack is React on the front end. We're using Firebase 
for the database. Um, we have Formic in there for form handling and validation. Tailwind styling. Tailwind, Tailwind, that's yeah. it. Uh, Tailwind CSS for the styling. And it really, uh, there's been parts, um, I, I had I'd never used Formic before, before this project, and it was actually recommended uh, from another friend of ours. Um, but again, Andy just kind of like jumped in head first, took, yeah, took I, off running with it. I also had not used Formic either. <laughs> so there was, a <laughs> there was a little bit of tutorial watching as you know, as you do when when you jump into a new one. Um, and then the most recent thing that we we shipped was uh, the uh, Cypress testing. We just went through and, oh, yeah, and did right. all the testing with Cypress. I love Cypress. Cypress. Cypress is a lot of fun. Shout out Cypress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of our previous guests uh, was from Cypress. Definitely an awesome okay. overall company. Um, can you tell us a little bit like about how like the testing works with Cypress? So I, I've, as far as testing goes, I've just done like unit integration type tests. Um, what's kind of like the uh, I guess the advantage of using something like Cypress. So the uh, the reason I love Cypress was just that you can watch the test run, um, you know, visually in like that kind of like uh, automated test environment. And so instead of just seeing like a list of check marks, you know, in your in your um, terminal, you instead see it actually typing in inputs into this form and all of that kind of stuff. I I loved watching that. Um, so. That's kind of my number one, and I don't I don't have a ton of experience with testing, so this is my first kind of big foray into it. Um, but I really liked that um, the docs are pretty top notch for finding what you need. Um, and then I actually just like put out a a Twitter like call one day, and had one of their dev ad advocates had responded to me like in twenty minutes saying how can they help. <laughs> so you know like I mean That's it's pretty great. much all around, not not just like the um, you know the the software itself, but also the fact that they had a literal person reach out to me to try to help, you know, debug things with me. So all around huge fan of Cypress now. <laughs> and even when, when it comes to writing the test aspect of it, they have it, they have it pretty ironed out where it's a, it's a really enjoyable dev experience. So you're, you're never like jumping through huge hoops to like get a function. You're, you're like grabbing, you're grabbing the input you need. You type like, dot get or dot contains or dot click or something very simple, very easy to read. And it's really just kind of like a, a string of commands like that. And that's, mm -hmm. that's pretty much all it takes. You guys mentioned that you're using uh, tailwind um, CSS in mm -hmm. like building Prodigy.dev. How's that experience kind of been like, cause I've been trying wanting to like get into like using some type of CSS framework like that. Um, but I feel like it just clutters up the react code like adding a whole bunch of these classes and stuff. Have you kind of like dealt with that? I, I, I love it. Um, my, I was first exposed to Tailwind in November of last year, and it's uh, unless someone gives me a valid reason why I shouldn't, that's probably what I'm going to use for the rest of anything if I have a say in it. <laughs> it's um, mm -hmm. it, it it is a lot. It, it is a lot in in the HTML or more more than you'd be used to if you're writing your CSS separately or however you would usually go about it. But uh, the way we have protege set up is it's, it's pretty fragmented out or I guess abstracted out into components. So there's, there, there's never really a whole lot in one file. So it's still kind of easy to parse. Um, but I, I absolutely love it. I'll, I'll never use anything else. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a believer as well. Like it's just um the speed with which you can actually make things look the way you want them to look um and then tweak in like small small little bits um it's just so much easier to me when you're using like the utility class kind of version of things as opposed to you know altering something back in your css file and then re you know restarting it or you know whatever you do to kind of refresh that um when you're applying these styles that already exist you know it's just like oh i need a little bit more padding like throw some padding in there you know if i uh um, and, you know, obviously there are other frameworks out, out there that do that, um, but I feel like Tailwind makes more sense to me than, say, like Bootstrap or something like that, where, you know, Bootstrap tried to do these things, but their their abstractions or what they call their classes don't, you know, they don't make sense to me, like, in terms of what they're named, whereas in Tailwind, it's always, you know, text this, font this, pad, you know, padding is always P, you know, stuff like that. It's just very very clear and very easy to remember most of it um and their documentation is top notch so it's also like really easy to find what you're looking for on top of that so i'm a i'm a huge believer as well i've used it on uh i used it on a project before protege and now on protege and then i'm using it on my portfolio as well so like 100 percent fan tailwind um so coming back to i guess protege a little bit um so i guess like the main function of it is to be a job board, do you reach out to companies to like list and um, things on the job board, or do you kind of like look for um, opportunities to post there? Or how does that kind of work? Uh, we have a we have a few irons in the fire on the on that end of things. Uh, me and Andy both spend a fair amount of time looking at different job boards, trying to find some that we feel um, fit protege. We we one thing I've noticed a lot on LinkedIn is it'll be it'll be tagged as a entry-level position, but then they're asking for six years experience. And we we, <laughs> we, we really want to uh, avoid situations like that. So any listing on there, we've either me or him have personally read through the whole thing and made sure that it's going to fit the requirements of the people that are here to find a job and that it's not just someone tagging it as a easy job just so they can, you know, widen their candidate pool. And, and Andy also has some... Uh, Andy also has some stuff in the works that'll that'd be pretty awesome if they get if they can get worked out. Yeah, we've been trying to talk, you know, both to like hiring manager, recruiter type people as well. Um, today, I had a call with a, um, a gentleman who runs a boot camp, and he was like trying to figure out ways for us to, you know, kind of work together on this and um, and figure out ways that we can help people get hired because we're really aligned, you know, with a boot camp in that we all want to get people hired into, you know, junior dev roles because they're educating them and they've got, you know, um, you know, basically people have put trust in them and put money with them to, to help them get educated and get jobs. And, you know, for us, we just see that this job market is um, kind of underserved. And so uh, we just want to help people find those. And um, so, yeah, that we, mostly right now we're, we're getting these manually, like kind of scouring them ourselves, um, you know, ideally at some point, um, we're hoping those jobs will be, you know, kind of coming to us and we, we still want to curate them and we still want to make sure that they're accurate and, you know, appropriate for the people that we've, you know, niched down to. Um, because like Drew was saying earlier, when you click a, you know, a job posting on LinkedIn that says it's for juniors and then it says, you know, oh yeah, we're actually looking for a principal developer with, you know, a hundred years experience or whatever. It's so <laughs> yeah. annoying. It's so annoying and we don't want people to waste their time doing that. <laughs> 
No, definitely. That's very time consuming. I know, like the fact that you guys are actually going through this and manually uh, approving these jobs are, can you give me a little bit more insight of what you're looking for? What is okay for you to post on Protégé? Um, you know, let's say you go down and you find two junior jobs. Uh, why would you post one over the other? For me, I really look at the, um, I, I don't go too deep into it, but I, I take a glance at the culture of the company and then I just kind of, I really kind of try to evaluate like how how they've written the job posting. You you can tell when it's in a, when it's a company that's excited about bringing new people into the industry. Cause, you know, if you're if you're new to something, you're excited about it, you're ready to go. You just want to hit the ground running and get work done. And some of these postings, you can see that the companies, in some cases, are startups and have that same mentality, and they want to find people, what you know, with that same mindset themselves. And then sometimes you can tell that it was. You know, maybe just worded by a hiring manager and they they put just enough keywords in there to where it could qualify as a junior developer, but they're really looking for a full stack mid to senior position. I think we've looked, I know I've looked at hundreds of job listings at this point. So at this point, I can just kind of glance and skim through and kind of tell which ones are good and which ones are, you know, really just trying to find the biggest candidate pool out there. But for, for me, it's, it's trying to, I guess I feel most confident about it when I feel like the the company culture kind of lines up with the position they're trying to find. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. You mentioned there with like, um, like something that's listed as a junior, but they're looking for like something more mid mid level. Mm -hmm. Like from my kind of experience of kind of like when I was looking through jobs, I felt like, and maybe uh, you've come to this conclusion as well. It was like a lot of companies are kind of like saying junior, they want the mid level, but they want to pay you as you, as if you were a junior. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what I kind of get from a lot of these job listings. Um, is that kind of like something you look, you look out for a little bit, or something you're able to tell from some of your listings? That's a pretty tough question, honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like uh, you know you can sometimes. I guess for me, as I'm trying to like parse through a job, you know, a job posting, and whether or not it's either, I guess, legitimate, maybe not the right word, but maybe if it's not aligned with kind of what we want to post out there, is like. If they're asking for um, people with five years experience, it's like, no, someone with five years experience is not a junior anymore. You know, if they're right. if they're asking for, um, you know, a front end developer, but they also want you to be able to, you know, you know, write back in code. It's like, well, you actually want a full stack developer. You don't want a front end developer, you know, stuff like that is like just kind of trying to cut through the BS and realize, you know, obviously every job posting is just trying to get people and. A lot of times these postings are not even written by, you know, developers or the person who's doing, you know, a real hiring, but maybe by a hiring manager or by another outside firm or something along those lines. Right. But um, and so we got to kind of hold those things in tension of like, you know, it's probably not written by the person you'll report to. Um, but we also want to make sure that they're not, you know, posting a senior dev job and trying to pay for a junior dev, you know, or whatever, you know. So we got to kind of just play it by ear and do do the best we can to kind of cut through the crap. Um. So besides uh, the job listing, I saw like you guys have like learning resources and a few other things. Um, is there like anywhere? Is there a roadmap for like going to um, expanding this like beyond being a job board? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, me and Andy were actually talking about that some today. We have we, we have a bunch of ideas and ways we want to expand this and make this uh, as as valuable as it can be. For those who need it um and some of some of it's just going to come down to you know we, we need to get some of the 
some of the tech stuff up going first and then we can focus on other parts of it. We really want to, I think what some job boards do is they're, they're, a, they're a job board that companies come to because they know they get the traffic. Um, what we, one of the things we were discussing earlier is that we want to be a job board that does get traffic, but we also want to kind of, we want to create and kind of cultivate a community around it. So it's not just, it's not just a thing that just lives on the internet, but you know, we've, we've talked about, um, maybe implementing a blog, um, interviewing some people that are looking for jobs. So maybe companies that come there can get a little insight on the type of candidates they're, they're considering when they're posting here, um, interviewing people on the other side after they have gotten hired through the job board. Um, so yeah, there, there's a, a lot of ideas of how we want to grow it. Now it's just down to finding time to make it all happen. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, we kind of say that like not, nothing is super off the table just yet, you know, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, essentially at the end of the day, what we want to do is try to, you know, help people get hired, um, and help companies find the right people to hire, you know? And so, um, the kind of goal there is just like, how do we bring value to those people? Um, so, you know, if you're, if you're seeking a job, you know, and you're in a junior, you know, type skill level, and you would love for that to be remote, like we want to be the place for you to come, come look for a job. And you're going to not have to cut through the crap and all the BS of finding jobs that don't fit. Um, or at least, you know, finding, you know, you may not know all the tech stack, but you might be more likely to find a job that you want. Right. Um, but then for a company, it'd be like, oh, okay, well, we find somebody who aligns with the values that we have as well, you know, with somebody who doesn't, doesn't care to go to an office or somebody who, you know, is able to work in, um, you know, on their own time or, or that you can trust for different reasons as well. Um, and so we're, we're, we're certainly open at this point to being, uh, to like looking for ways that we can create more value for the, both of those people, um, you know, in whatever way. So that's, that's kind of what we're doing. We're not really taking things off the table just yet. Um, because there might be something interesting that we haven't thought about yet. And we would love feedback on ideas for that because, <laughs> you know, why, why not give give us ideas? We love that. Um, we don't mm. think that we have the perfect idea for how to build something like this, you know? Yeah. Um, nothing I just want to ask, like, I know a lot of positions you've listed are, you know, front end and full stack. Um, have you thought about like hybrid roles? Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, maybe like, I know I've seen a lot of, even my bootcamp grad cohorts, they've moved toward like technical PM roles or sales engineers. Have you thought about mm. that? Yeah. I mean, I, it has definitely crossed my mind a couple of times of, you know, there being obviously different roles where it's, you know, yeah, project managers who write code or product managers who write code or, you know, um, you know, uh, maybe customer service people who are able to debug problems that, you know, users are having or whatnot. Um, there are a whole lot more jobs in tech than simply being a developer, you know. Um, I think it's definitely important for at this exact moment for us to stay niche to developers. Um, and so I guess it would be like, if the job is, has no development part, part of it, then it definitely wouldn't fit. Um, but, uh, but honestly, I mean, yeah, why, why not? If a job is hybrid and you get to write some code, then I don't see why it wouldn't fit, you know, but I, I haven't, uh, personally seen a lot of those as postings yet. Um, but I'd love to see more of them. Yeah. And we don't, right now we don't have any plans on the table to expand into, you know, project management or team lead or other roles like that. Um, we're, we're, we're not opposed to it, but we, we want to make sure we're really serving junior developers very well mm -hmm. first. 
And then once we feel like we have that, maybe not mastered, but that we're doing a good job at it, then then we'll start considering expanding to the, uh, to the other areas of tech. Essentially, like your, I guess, your user base or customers would be uh, people looking for their first um, job have or a junior position somewhere mm-hmm. along those lines. So would you ever consider, I guess, um, doing like kind of the opposite of like trying to promote junior devs to companies or just have having a listing of like maybe people who are looking for their first junior jobs that, you know, companies might be able to go through? We, we've had some discussions on, on doing that. We haven't really pinpointed what that would look like for us. We know there are a bunch of other companies that already do that. Um, and like Andy was saying earlier, there, there's, we're not taking anything off the table yet. We just, right now we don't really have a, a, a definition of what that would look like for us. Um, is there anything else about like protege.dev that you'd want to mention? Um, one, one of the things, uh, we, we do have a mailing list. You can sign up for that at the bottom of the website. Um, we, we don't really, we don't send a whole lot from it. So don't worry. You're not going to get spammed. I think we've sent out two since we've created it. And I felt really bad about sending out those two. I was like, these guys are going to hate me. They gave me their email and now I'm using it. Um, so that's there. We're, uh, one of the things we're working, we're trying to figure out is kind of like what a schedule for that looks like. So we, we want us, we want to send out maybe a bi-weekly, um, newsletter of, you know, these are the new jobs. These are the ones available. Um, so you can sign up for that. We did just put a couple of, uh, issues in our GitHub repo. Um, so w- one of the things, another thing we discussed today was that we, we really want to kind of start trying to cultivate a community around Protege. So it's, it's not just a job board. It's, there's an entire community around it. Um, cause in, there's a lot of companies that are only as strong as community around it. And we really want to kind of dig into that. So we're gonna, there's only two right there. There's only two now and the really simple ones, but we're going to try to keep like we're going to try to keep the issues been full. So for anyone that wants to contribute, um, can jump on. I think that's awesome. Just like y'all have this, like, you know, job board for juniors. And there's also like that opportunity for juniors to kind of like step in and like contribute to something. That's definitely an awesome thing to do to just like have that. Yeah. And we're, we're also, we're also on Twitter. It's a dev protege on Twitter. Um, again, we, we don't post a whole lot on there. Um, we don't really do much for the marketing. We don't, we don't want to be, we don't want to be overly markety or, Hey, look at us. Um, but we, we do want to help people. So we got to, to an extent we got, we've, we've got to yell until enough people know we're here and then we can get to work. Um, so we usually like to wrap up with like a kind of a catch up session mm-hmm. of like, you know, what are you up to outside of, um, you know, your work with protege.dev? Um, so out, outside of protege, I am, I'm working as a, I just started, uh, this is actually my second weekend. I just started a, a front end developer position with a, the company called layer frame. That's been really fun. A lot of fun projects. The first project I'm working on is really fun. And all the ones they tell me I'm going to be on look just as exciting. Um, outside of that, I'm a, I'm a father of a 19 month old little girl. We're about to have a little boy in a couple months. So oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. It's um, it, it's been a real change of pace for me. I went, I spent ten months working two jobs, uh, one full time, one part time. So I'd be in the office from nine in the morning till five in the afternoon. Then I'd come home and I'd, I'd eat dinner, spend some time with my family, and then I'd be back on the computer working remotely from like seven to eleven. 
and then like both of those came to like an abrupt halt at about the same time so i went from working most of the day to not working at all so it's been been a little bit of a shock to kind of adjust to that lifestyle i think definitely the first few weeks i was adjusting to it i played way more video games than i should have but <laughs> i'm uh i'm, I'm kind of getting back in back into a routine and uh so it, it's been it's been a fun change of pace yeah i think um definitely just taking a little bit of time to like play video games or just <laughs> kind of just unwind a little bit is definitely important in between jobs i think yeah it, it was one of those things like i didn't i didn't realize how tired i was while i was you know in the grind i guess because i was working so much i didn't have time to pay attention to it and then as soon as, as soon as I had like nothing but free time, I was like, oh, this is what having a life is like. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been awesome though. Even my, my wife absolutely loves all the all the extra time she gets with me now cuz you know, two, two jobs and a kid eats up a lot so that that wasn't a whole lot of time for us, but now now we're working remotely working from home. I think well, it's covid right now, so everyone's working from home, but it it's been fun. Yeah, so um, my other side project right now is updating my portfolio. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> hopefully it will it will look nice. I know Drew gave me some some feedback, and I got some feedback from a couple of other designer friends of mine. Um, so I've been working on that, which has been pretty fun. Um, and then uh, obviously my full time job is I'm a project manager for a design firm uh, called Few. Uh, we build we build digital digital products and websites and all sorts of stuff for all sorts of different uh, companies. Uh, so that keeps me pretty busy. Um, and then, yeah, I have a daughter who's uh, gonna turn four in about a month. Um, so she's she's wild. Um, she just started <laughs> loving Star Wars. So that's been super fun for me. We've been having a lot of lightsaber oh, battles. Yeah. So that's, been, that's been great. <laughs> um, and uh, the yeah, force is my, strong with that one. It is, it is very strong. <laughs> uh, and uh yeah so my uh my wife just started uh like making cakes and so i'm i'm eating a lot of cake right now <laughs> like just so that's much good. and it's been incredible so just uh keeping busy doing that so that's pretty much it thank you for listening to this episode of tech for humans if you enjoyed this episode please share it with your friends you can tweet us at techforhumans.io or listen to all of our episodes at techforhumans.io that's tech, the number four humans.io. Episodes are available on all major podcast platforms.